You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey y'all, back with another episode of Tigris. And as you all know, I'm very open about my experience with mental health. And it's been something that I love talking about for many reasons. One, because I am an external processor. So whether it be journaling, voice memos, or now a fucking podcast, it is definitely something that helps me process a lot of what I'm going through or what I'm thinking about. But also because I think I have this selfish interest that When I talk about mental health openly, I know I end up finding a community that makes me feel less alone. And so much of my mental health experiences, whether it be with depression or BPD, um, have made me feel really alone. And when I have found outlets like podcasts or talking on, on stages or social media where I can talk a little bit more about my personal experience with mental health, I'm able to meet a whole new community of people who make me feel less alone in that. And, you know, what's fascinating is when I started my career, I very much was under that, you know, societally accepted assumption that you can't be struggling with your mental health to be successful and being successful or having a lot of responsibility was kind of mutually exclusive from also being in a really vulnerable work in progress state with your mental health. And that is something that I've very quickly had to overcome because I am very ambitious and I also have a lot of mental health difficulties, but also the more and more I connected with people who were ambitious and entrepreneurs, I found that they were some of the most depressed, anxious people that I've ever met. And I think that I've been really, you know, excited about finding more communities where I'm able to be in contact with people who have that ambitious entrepreneurship bone in them, but also have that mental health like darkness in them that in some ways acts as like a superpower to the work that they do, but also as an obstacle that they continuously have to address. And, you know, on Tigris, I feel like this podcast has really become 
an outlet where I can shed every sort of filter or facade of having my shit together and really just show up in an unfiltered, unscripted way to be really real with you. And that's something that I'm really thankful for. And I also think with Tigress, like, you know, the whole concept of Tigress to me or what that word is, is just trying to be more unapologetic with myself and also humbled and learn from other people. And so naturally that means sometimes I'll have guests on the podcast um, and sometimes I don't, but I really like to curate a, a special roster of guests to share with all of you because I think having those different voices and learning experiences for you to hear is really important. So today I'm going to be joined again by my dear friend and um, colleague, Chris Colbert, who is the founder of DCP Productions, which is the production company that I work with to produce Tigress. And he actually runs a different podcast and like series called The Entrepreneurship Struggle or The Entrepreneur Struggle. Um, and uh, it's all about mental health and kind of dealing with what those continuous rejections and failures in your entrepreneurship life. Because in many ways, the more risk taking you are, the more failure you set yourself up for. I, for one, do not like failure. I acknowledge that I have to learn how to fail fast and pivot, but I don't like calling it failure. So I feel like I have a lot to learn. And so I'm excited for Chris to be joining us because you know, he's kind of a mentor of mine in this space. And I think that I hope you'll take a lot away from this episode as well. So with that, we're going to sit down with Chris and hear a little bit more about his struggle, I guess. So see y'all soon. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save money on your insurance? Of course you would. After all, who wouldn't love a great deal, right? And when it comes to great rates on insurance for all of the things in your life, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners, condo, or renters coverage. You could save even more with a special discount when you bundle your coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And choosing to switch to GEICO becomes an easy choice. Switch to Today and see all the ways you could save with great rates and discounts. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent and get started seeing how much you could save. This show is part of the pro-democracy podcast coalition. I think most of us agree that in a functioning democracy, the winner should be determined by the voters. Well, that almost didn't happen in 2020. Now extremists are working to intimidate and replace nonpartisan election workers with quote unquote, yes men who might reject election results. The only thing that will stop them is us. We partnered with the grassroots pro-democracy organization, Represent Us, to give you the tools you need to protect free and fair elections. Learn more and get involved. Visit represent.us pod to learn more. Okay, Chris, let's get into it. Um, when did you start the podcast Entrepreneur Struggle? So I started towards the end of 2021. I can't remember an exact date, but like maybe around like November 2021. Um, and honestly, the idea came from just being an entrepreneur and just feeling like I felt alone a lot when it came to like the financial struggles, mm -hmm. the the anxiety around not only the business as a whole, but like the employees that work for me, the imposter syndrome, like there was just so many like mental and emotional challenges that I, I wanted to speak openly with with other entrepreneurs. And I have a few friends that I do it with. And every time that we would talk, we would always be like, man, we just have to talk more about this. Like we need to talk more openly about this as entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And so like that was the basis for like why I felt like I need to have these conversations. One, because I think they're important conversations. 
But honestly, I needed these conversations. Like, I need to learn more from some of these other folks and not even necessarily learn about their journey, but also learn like, oh, we're all struggling with the same stuff. Yeah. And so I'm not feeling so alone. When did, when was this in your own entrepreneurship journey? Uh, this is probably, so this is about three years into me being like a full-time entrepreneur. Okay. Which is starting DCP. Correct. Yeah. So okay. I started DCP in, uh, well, so I incorporated in like 2015, yeah. but I didn't go all in with the company until 2018. And what were the, sort of the struggles that led to your interest in talking to other people about the struggle? Um, I think one of the big ones, it's really been a lot around like finance and, um, you know, raising money, uh, you know, again, having enough money for my employees, like live a life. Like, I don't want this company to go under. And then all of a sudden now they're all needing jobs. Yeah. Um, and so like a lot of that anxiety that keeps me up at night, um, comes from like the, the codependency that I have of like needing to take care of folks, even people who are on my team. Um, I also think it came from the imposter syndrome of like feeling like even though I have, I have, I have amazing accolades. Like I've worked with Jamie Foxx. I've worked with the white house. Like I've worked with incredible names and brands and, um, I've raised up the career. Like I was a, I was probably the youngest program director in the country when I was 26 years old. Um, but still for some reason in the media field, I, I still feel like, oh, I don't deserve what I have, or I don't deserve, uh, uh the recognition that I, you know, that, I get and or that, you know, might be coming to me. Um, and so I think, you know, those things really were like the main problems I was having. Uh, and all that then leads into my insomnia. I've just always been an insomniac, but I then would find myself late at night just thinking about all the things that I need to do for the business, the balls that are in the air, the balls that I may have dropped. And it's just yeah. the constant just like hamster wheel in my head it's like I need help getting this hamster wheel to just slow down at least yeah I mean I really fucking relate to that I mean <laughs> like the concern around I think especially when I remember I was 19 and hiring like the first people who were moms that was so terrifying to me which is like it's not just your well-being it's your family and yep. your children and like that stresses so much and how do you still struggle with insomnia today I've gotten a lot better with yeah. it. And, and I've noticed now there's certain practices that I can do. And when I stop doing some of them, I start to, to backslide. And I'm, I'm better at catching myself. So I now have to make sure I have a cutoff for when I stop working at night. Because I can easily work, you know, until the second I go to sleep or just yeah. work all the way through the night. I have to meditate. I have to do yoga. I have to have other physical interaction or other physical kind of uh, things like basketball. I love yeah. playing sports or running. And so, like, I need ways to de-stress myself. And then also the whole... You know, turning off a screen at least an hour before going to bed and kind of decompressing um, and also making sure my phone isn't right next to me at all times. Yeah. So, yeah, there's certain things that I now know work for me, but I know if I were to stop doing those things, I'm easily going to fall right back into that old pattern. Yeah. How much of these like uh, challenges do you think are unique to your experience as an entrepreneur versus how many of them do you think have been ingrained to you for like a really long time? Because for me personally, whenever I think about my insomnia or trouble sleeping, yes, it's linked to work, but I've had that since I was a kid. Yeah. You know, I've had the busy mind since I was a kid, even the stress about money, right? Mm -hmm. Before I was an employer, I was worried about like how my mom was going to have a job. You know, a lot of the struggles that I think I have today as an entrepreneur have originated from like my childhood rather than like from like rather than the causality being an entrepreneur. I agree. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I think a lot of it is rooted in my childhood. 
um, and even other business experiences. But I think a lot of it really is yeah, just based on who I am and, and how my early trauma or what have you has influenced who I am. But I think owning a business has exacerbated some of those things. Mm. So to your point, like, I've always had insomnia um, and because that mind has always been overactive. But now it has something to truly focus on and feel like, oh, my gosh, like if I don't have, you know, if I don't take every waking moment to make sure this succeeds, I'm going to regret it forever. Or, you know, I'm not going to have a home or my employees aren't going to have a home or this mission that I'm trying to to accomplish in terms of creating more equity in the media space for, you know, marginalized communities. You know, no one's going to be able to do that, even though there's multiple people trying to solve this issue. Yeah. You know, my responsibility is to be part of, of that change. And so that's what keeps me up at night because my mind can now keenly focus on that. But yeah, even if I didn't run a business, I'm sure I'd still be struggling with some of the same issues. And, it, you know, my mind would find someone else, something else to latch on to. Do you feel like entrepreneurship was something that you've also always had an interest in? No. So my mom was an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember growing up and she was a computer consultant. So we're much different businesses. But when she first started her business, I helped her with a lot of things. I built her first website. Wasn't good. Uh, <laughs> she quickly hired her pro. Thank God. Uh, but she, you know, throughout her journey and she retired young. She retired at 49. Go her. Oh, yeah. I, like, my dream is to retire by 40. I have to yeah. beat her. I'm very competitive. Yeah. Um, and so for her, she went to pass this down as a legacy, especially as like a person of color to be able to pass down a business. Like that's yeah. huge. But she would offer to me, I'm like, I don't want this business. Offered it my sister. She didn't want it. But my sister still wants to be an entrepreneur. Me, my mom offered it to me and really pushed, like, you need to own your own business. You need to be an entrepreneur and control your own destiny. I was like, well, you know, some people own businesses and some people have to work for those businesses. I'm a worker. I get stuff done. And that was my mindset. And then I worked at SiriusXM Radio for 11 years and climbed the corporate ladder. I went from an intern to a program director in six years. Um, And... Part of that growth was, yes, I want to do stuff for my own career, but I also was trying to change culture at the company and also just across the media landscape of creating more of that equity that I want to see in the, the space. And once I got you know, to the executive level, I realized that not just at Sirius, but across the media landscape, it's almost impossible to change big companies like that as a singular person. And so to create the change I want, I have to do this on my own. And that was really where I said, okay, now I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. I have these things I want to accomplish. I tried to do it, you know, through another company. No, you have to go out and do it on your own if you really want to carve out the space that you think is needed. And do you feel like, so entrepreneurship to you is more of a like, let's do this. Let's build it. You're 36 now. Yep. So if you want to retire by 40, you're going to be done then. Or are you thinking, no, then you're going to start another business. Like you are an entrepreneur. So I don't know for sure, but I think that, I won't be an entrepreneur in the way that I am now mm. when I retire. And when I say retire, I'm still going to be doing things. I need to be active. I joke yeah. with my mom. She retired at 49, but she's never been busier. Yeah. Some of us just need things to do. I think all of us need things yeah. to do. But like some of us are, are just like, we get antsy if we're not doing something tangible on a regular basis that yeah. means something. And I know I'm one of those people. I already feel it. Even when I go on vacation, if I'm on vacation too long, I start getting antsy. I want to go home. I need to get yeah. back to work. Like yeah. it's a weird feeling to have. And maybe part of that's unhealthy, but like... That's just who I am. And so I think if I were to retire, I then would be doing more freelance work. Mm. I would be doing more work helping businesses grow and, and helping them to duplicate maybe what I was able to accomplish. Which is being an entrepreneur because you'd be basically running your own consulting 
firm as a singular person. Exactly. So yeah. that's where I like, yeah, not in the traditional sense of how I'm an entrepreneur now and having employees, but now I'd be essentially my own employee and I can move about the world at any given moment the way I need to. I'll, you know, part of starting this company is because I love content. I love creating great content, but as the leader of a business, I can't create as much content yeah. and, you know, as much as I'd want to, or on all the different subject matter that I want to, I, I want to get more into helping around homelessness. Yeah. That was actually the reason I started DCP was actually to do a, a homeless documentary project. I just took some pivots as I jumped into things. Yeah. So like I can then, if I'm retired and, and, and have enough money, I can now just freelance and do passion projects. And or, you know, help other individuals who are trying to, you know, accomplish great things, too. So you shared that your, you know, kind of main struggles personally were really around like the financial part, the imposter syndrome and the insomnia. And you mentioned wanting to start Entrepreneur Struggle as a podcast really around like finding shared struggles with other entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. What were some of those other struggles that they were experiencing? Um, yeah, a lot of them are the same. That imposter syndrome comes up in almost every conversation. And I think that's what's so freeing sometimes, too. It's like yeah. you, you hold certain people up to like on this pedestal and you're like, they have it all figured out. And then when you get to hear them talk, they're like, wow, they're as insecure as I am or going through you know some of these same issues. So imposter syndrome comes up a lot. Um, I talk to people in lots of different various fields because I think that's really important for us to learn for our own journey, especially if, you know, maybe one of these fields are something that we work in. But I think it's also great to take lessons from people in other fields because that can really enhance what you're doing. Um, and so like the activists who I talk to, because I dabble a little bit in the activism space too, how that how they are combating or ignoring or uh, managing trolls, you know, on social media mm -hmm. and um, I think that's been valuable because I want to accomplish a lot, but, you know, I have to do more on social media to do so. And I know that by the more I put myself on social media, the more there's going to be people trying to tear me down because of what I'm trying to accomplish. And so how are they managing that? How are they compartmentalizing this stuff? I'm also an empath. Like I, I take, I feel what other people are feeling. Um, it's one thing that I think helps me as an interviewer. But it also can be harmful in terms of like, I can sometimes take on other people's emotions. So again, especially with activists, understanding from like, how do you not take on the weight, the full weight of these issues that you're dealing with, of these yeah. people that you're talking to? I work with these, uh, you know, one of the podcasts I do is called Say Their Name, all around police violence and how it impacts especially black communities. And so I'm in the homes of these people. And so as I'm hearing their stories, it's hard not to internalize them yourself. And so how can I learn from these people to make sure I'm keeping my boundaries to keep me safe and healthy emotionally and mentally while I'm still trying to accomplish the things that I want to do? In the last few years of running the, I mean, one, multiple companies, but also in doing the podcast, how has it changed your life now? Like lifestyle wise, I know you talk a lot about meditation and yoga, changing the way you date. Like how has like, you know, talking about this more like act tangibly impacted how you live? Um, it's definitely helped with my self-care. I mm -hmm. think when you were asking before about like what's some commonalities, I think meditation is a big commonality that I find of successful entrepreneurs. Um, so I think that's something that I've now, I was already trying to do more, but like now that I hear directly of how this correlates to business success, yeah. it, it helps my business brain to be like, oh, well, yes, you're taking care of yourself, but this is also taking care of the business. I sometimes yeah. have to trick myself in that way. Um, so yeah, that, that has been good. Um, I think how it's also kind of changed things for me is, well, one, it's also great networking. I think yeah. you know, that's also the, the nice plus. I'm meeting people in different various fields. So the networking has been great. It's also been good because it's being a mission-driven company. 
I think we need to know who's behind the scenes of that company. Like you do a great job of that with all the, the businesses that you run of putting yourself out there so people understand who you are and what your mission is about. And they know it's authentic. Mm-hmm. And by having these conversations, I can show that a lot of what we do at DCP is very mental health driven. And that's part of why we work with you. And so now I can show that me as the owner of this business, I am also having these conversations. I am also thinking critically about these things. Um, so I also think that's been a nice benefit. But in terms of like how it's kind of changed my perspective on things, I think it's also allowed me to be a little bit more patient with myself. Um, and I've only had, you know, since 2018, is since I've been all in on this, like it's only been three years. And so to listen, that's crazy. And so, yeah. And so talk to other people who've had, you know, a journey, maybe they've been 10 years in and like, we're kind of on the same level. It's like, it's a little freeing to be like, oh, wow, I've accomplished a lot. Uh, And, or like, even if they are above me, it's like, well, their journey was pretty, pretty rough and they were able to make it through. And I think that's something that has always helped me in my own personal journey. When I'm having a tough time, I think about my past situations of like, oh, I made it through this. So I'm definitely going to be able to make it through this thing that I'm going through now. But in having these conversations, I can now also draw on their experiences to look at them and like, okay, this person made it through. We're not too different. I'm going to make it through this. Yeah. it's. I also think it's interesting for me, like when I talk to other entrepreneurs, whether honestly they're entrepreneurs in terms of running their own business or they're put in an entrepreneurial position at a larger company, some other commonalities that I see in terms of like challenges beyond what we've already talked about is like one, the feeling like you're never doing enough, Hmm. which is kind of an like a different from imposter syndrome where I feel like imposter syndrome is feeling like I am, I do not deserve this position or I do not deserve these rewards. I think the flip side of that is like, I never feel like I'm doing enough, right? Like even as you're talking, like, I wish I could do more on homelessness. I wanted to do this documentary. Like there's, if you, if I asked you like write down a piece of paper, like everything you wish you were also doing, it'd be a really long list. And I feel like I have the same thing. I think another you know, struggle that I've, I've experienced, but also see with other people is trying to, um, yes, balance work, but I think a lot of it is, you know, related to not defining yourself by your work, right. Hmm. Of like this being an entrepreneur, being a business owner, you know, again, it's a, there's kind of like these toxic beliefs of meritocracy and there's some truth to it, right? Like, I feel like if I work harder, the business will do better, right? That is a meritocratic way of thinking, And I think I've had to like unlearn a lot of those things. Um, And yeah, I'm just curious for you, like when you think of your self-worth or like who you are as a person, do you feel like enough? Do you feel like you're doing enough? Like is your self-worth related to your work? It unfortunately is. And, and that is part of this journey right now that I'm on to, to separate that a little bit more, if not totally. I had a great, one of the, the, first interview I did like I did a kind of a second iteration so originally when I started entrepreneur struggle it was me talking directly to the audience I'm like this is what I'm going through yeah. these are some of the things that I've used to help get through imposter syndrome or whatever it may be then I pivoted to having more of these interview convers. I hate the word interview like yeah. having these conversations um and so for me the first interview I did was with my sister and she talked about how for her she was basing her life on like success like this success that she was trying to have in business. And that was like what made, that was what gave her value. Now, one, what is success? Like, like yeah, yeah. you never, once you achieve the success you want, you always then like, okay, now I want this. Like it's, it's this light at the end of the tunnel that never gets closer. It's that like yeah. that horror movie, you're running in a hallway and the door never gets any closer. And so like, I really took something back from that, especially because it was my sister who said it. 
because though we didn't always grow up in the same household, a lot of our values are aligned because of how we grew up and especially how we watched our mother be an entrepreneur early on. Yeah. And so a lot of my my thinking around my own worth is based on am I successful and my yeah. success is business success. And so I agree. I think it has to be separate. Um, but I also know that my life's purpose is very much rooted in the work that I'm doing in terms of helping these marginalized communities. And so I have to, I have to reframe what success is for me. Success for me isn't the business. Success for me is achieving these goals and helping these people. And right now that mode of doing that is the business, but eventually that might be doing freelance work or, or mentoring or whatever. And so reframing what success is for me is going to allow me to help separate my worth in a more tangible way as it relates to other individuals in the world, as opposed to like running this business, can it make a bunch of money or sell or yeah. partner or whatever? No, I mean, I totally agree. I think that like, I think that it, what's fascinating and why I love the, you know, even the concept of your podcast is like when I hang out with other entrepreneurs, we don't talk about work. Hmm. Like we, what we're talking about because we feel so alone in it is we're talking about like being depressed or sad or lonely or stressed out or having that imposter syndrome. So I'm so glad you were able to join me. And um, I encourage everybody to go listen to Entrepreneur Struggle. And yeah, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.